Welcome to Shang Tsung's Island. We're here. Welcome to Shang Tsung's Fuck Shack. Shang, it's a getaway. Um, he can turn into any shape, and that's not any part can turn into any shape. So depending on how much, depending on how much you're willing to pay, um, you get different packages. What? Literally, the most expensive one is Shang Tsung's package. Um, yes. Yeah. Hi. Uh, I am Rich Meister. The other voice you heard talking about Shang Tsung's package was one Raymond McGill. Um, it's another. Your, your semen is mine. It's another chomping at the bits duo today. Uh, one Eric Ortiz is out, but we are here to test our might and talk about arcade classic Mortal Kombat, which turns 30 years old this year. We're so. Old. How does that make you feel? so old i'm so fucking old <laughs> yeah um i think inevitably this is going to bleed into some lighter like general mortal Kombat stuff but this episode we're mostly going to keep to the original mortal Kombat and all of its uh console ports and all that fun stuff because there's a lot of them and the usa cartoon express show and the first movie <laughs> can i can i say before we like get into how we normally start this um I was having a discussion with uh, one Swordchomp uh, alum, Shay Layton, the other night, and we were talking about that WB Multiverse game. And it yeah, occurred multi multiverses. Yeah, it occurred to me that Mortal Kombat characters can and probably will appear in that. I think of the data mining, Scorpion and Sub Zero have already been sort of cited. Yeah, have you seen the most interesting part of the data mining? that we could pop not that in the data mining but i'm just excited for the idea that we have a fighting game that could feature uh likeness wise john oliver oh uh, yeah that's true but no this is almost like a john oliver akin to huh I, is that really gonna happen that it seems like maybe ted lasso is in this game fuck that no we gotta go even deeper i want arliss get arliss <laughs> sure in multiverses yeah this is only like tangentially related because there's definitely going to be mortal Kombat characters in this game but it was a point in my time where i'm like all right so uh here's my dream fighting match for uh it, like this should be a standard match of multiverses uh batman and shaggy versus ted lasso and Gollum. Okay, no, how about this? Arliss and Space Ghost. Yes. <laughs> versus, I don't fucking know, James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano. <laughs> and I, I don't, the, the lady from Sex in the City. I just really wanted HBO fighter. Yeah, I think that's, that's what, what it I'm seems saying. like it's going to be, but we can't understate the fact that there might potentially be a sma Smash clone where Jason Sudeikis' soccer coach character is playable. <laughs> I mean, fuck that. We could have an assist trophy that is a taxi from Taxi Cab Confessions. Excellent. I love it. Also, technically, HBO owns Sesame Street. This is opening up a world of possibilities. Uh, I can't wait yeah. for 10 years from now when we can do an episode on this game. Yes, I, I want it where Ultra Instinct Grover is disemboweling Moltar. <laughs> See you guys in 2032 when we're talking about how our favorite stage is the Space Ghost coast-to-coast -coast stage. Exactly, and Weirdo Yankovic is there just talking. But he has a Daniel Radcliffe skin. Yes, of course. Yeah. Wow, okay, that was a good start. Multi Multiverses is looking like it's going to be something special. It is. From what I understand, it actually plays well, so, like, that's kind of... And, yeah, 
and it doesn't seem soulless like that Nickelodeon one where like there's no voices. Are you kidding? Yeah, the me? only thing I'm genuinely troubled by is that the Iron Giant being in a fighting game goes against everything the Iron Giant is about. They already talked about this. It's an alternate universe Iron Giant. The alternate universe where he actually fucking loves nuclear holocausts. Yeah, wait, is Kevin Conroy voicing Batman in this? I believe so. Okay, that is perfect. I believe so. Um, I will also, this game is probably going to have a ton of sins because it's free to play, so that seems like that's the way you monetize that. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Multiverse Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about 1992's uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! Uh, the hit game from Acclaim uh, and Midway. Uh, oh, you just said, oh, you just had a claim. Now I have to go take a shower. Listen, I was legally required to. It says it in the notes. You know, a claim did exist. Didn't they make the hot title BMX Triple X? Yeah, they did. And we we're oh. gonna talk about all sorts of weird uh, acclaim shit. Mostly stuff oh. that led into Mortal Kombat. So, like, you know, the Terminator Two arcade game. Uh, okay, that's that's good. That's if there's such a thing as good acclaim, then that would be that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's start this. Um, the way we normally do, which is where I'm going to ask you what your first, what was your first hands-on time with Mortal Kombat? When do you remember uh, seeing Scorpion and going, yes, that is me? Um, I can definitely say my first experience was, I'd, okay, so this is probably the biggest blind spot in terms of my gaming in terms of at the time, because I skipped the 16-bit generation as a child. I went straight from having an NES to a PS1. But at my aunt's house, my second cousin had a Sega Genesis, so... Okay, so at least you played yeah. the good home port from the sound of it. Yeah, I mean, yes, if you count the good port being the controller with half the buttons, yes, then I played I guess, the good I port. I guess visually is more so what I meant. <laughs> yeah, visually closer, for sure, but yeah, and it's just one of those things where I think about it a lot, just how compromised a three-button Genesis controller is compared to a Super Nintendo controller, you know, with two shoulder buttons and four face buttons. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot more going on there. Yeah, yeah. And, they, you know what, I try and be, like, polite about the Genesis version of Mortal Kombat because I think you gotta throw the Sega kids something because, you know, people like our, our dear friend Shay Layton were busy thinking that Sonic was better than Mario, like a couple of idiots. Well, Sega does what Nintendo don't, and that means put more buttons on his controllers. But, like, a while later. Yeah, well, eventually, yes, they got their six-button deal, and then you were able to play video games like a proper human. Yeah, I, I had we had one six-button controller. at Like, I had a Sega Genesis at my, my grandparents' house. Um, oh, so was this, like, the situation where, like, four people playing Goldeneye, and it's like, I get the real N64 well, controller, it was, and you all get the Mad Cats pieces of shit? It was, we had one six-button controller, and I was stronger than my cousin, so I was better at Street Fighter. <laughs> like, literally, you two were fighting in the streets with yeah, the controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'd play Street Fighter too. Yeah, oh, God, Street Fighter was even worse. It's like, hey, you want to kick now? Hit start first. Yeah, it's uh, that was the ideal way to play fighting games. I think, and you know, we're talking about, you know, first times playing Mortal Kombat. I guess also I was used to first seeing Mortal Kombat on C-SPAN. Yeah, that is where we all learned our, our darndest with it. Um, but for me, I think, it's hard for me to pinpoint. I think MK2 was actually the first Mortal Kombat I played. But Oh, really? So you didn't even experience, well, I, you're young. Like, you were born in 92? Yeah. 
I was I, oh yeah so you were literally an infant when this game came out yeah that's kind of the thing right like I went back and played Mortal Kombat 1 after the fact but I had played MK2 first and it's kind of hard like I could appreciate as I got that's older what tough. Mortal Kombat was but yeah that's tough though because you know and we'll get into it Mortal Kombat 2 is so iterative like in all the best ways yes that going back is actually very hard that's actually why when you look at years earmarked in human history um everything pre-1993 we refer to as bb or before baraka yes yeah that's when as a history teacher i could tell you that right now that is accurate when i teach children about how to chronicle time we no longer use jesus christ it's yeah, no longer Anno Domini in the year of our Lord. It is A B after Baraka. <laughs> Wonderful. Nineteen ninety four A B. No, that is one A B. Oh yeah, sorry, we started over. Hold yeah, on. We had do to we start... do the math real quick to figure out what year it is now? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's uh, it's twenty nine. It's yeah, it's twenty nine no, 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 no. A B. <laughs> No, well, no, well, no, Mortal Kombat 2. It's Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah, which is 93. So it's... T- that was that was 93? When did Mortal Kombat 1 come out? 92. Oh, God. That was that Yeah, quick. it's one year. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're in 29 AB. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> in the year of our Lord Baraka. So, yeah, for me, it was definitely, like, the Genesis cart because uh, I've definitely talked about this already on this show and talking about other things at this point. I was in a lucky situation where, like, I had unfiltered access to a lot of old video games games that were older than me from a young age and yeah your parents actually played games right yeah my mom and dad both played games and we had a we had a, a nintendo and a super nintendo in my house and then basically to um mitigate us because i had a lot of cousins and we spent a lot of time at my grandparents house at my grandparents house we had a genesis yeah see that's I feel like you were part of that first generation whose parents played video games. Like, and it wasn't guaranteed. It was just a possibility. It was, it, yeah, it was, I was of a, an ilk where it was like, my parents had an Atari when they got married and it was their Atari. Like it wasn't for anyone. It was just the Atari my dad bought and my mom and dad were just sitting around playing Bitfall. Yeah. Like my parents were born in 58. So like, even when. Like, they tried our NES when I was a young youngster, and I remember my parents just not even being able to, like, handle Mario 1. Yeah, I think I, I'm not sure if I ever told, I definitely told this pod story on the Chompcast before, but I don't know if I've ever told it on this podcast. In the PlayStation 1 era, my dad found himself, like, getting back into video games. And Did he play uh, Spyro? Yeah, I, I told the story before yeah. that uh, Spyro the Dragon came out. And we were talking about how we were going to play it together. And then I got home from school and my dad had called out of work and had beaten Spyro the Dragon. What a fucking dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he like, it's like, that's like the pre watching the Netflix show together and jumping ahead while someone's at work. Yeah. Just seeing his file on the memory card. Like I wasn't going to figure it out. Like you fuck. What a fucking betrayal. Yeah. Top 10 anime betrayals. Um, he had rich, Rich's dad. <laughs> yeah, beautiful stuff. Um, All right, let's t- let's actually talk about Mortal Kombat though, because this game, it's still going. That's you know obviously, and it's, it's still good. It had some rocky moments in the middle there. 
Well, and I, I I was actually thinking about that earlier, and I have a theory as to why. We'll get into that in a little bit, though. Sure, sure. Uh, so let's talk about like some general backstory here. Um, yeah, let's talk about how a couple white dudes were obsessed with Chinese action films. Yeah. So I some interesting notes I wanted to point out here. This game uh, was developed by Midway and Acclaim. Uh, the two names you hear attached most to it are the lead game designer, which was Ed Boon, and then John Tobias, who was basically lead on the art direction here. And one of, excuse me. Um, You're disgusting. Thank you. Uh, one of the main reasons this game was such a weird deal in terms of development is um, the digitization sort of technology used to take real people and insert them into the game. Um, yeah, I watched that video you sent me, and yeah, it was pretty wild. Yeah, it's an interesting backstory on that stuff, and that was why I actually wanted to bring up the uh, Terminator 2 arcade game that Acclaim put out, because that was sort of the stepping stone to this, where both uh, Boone and Tobias working on that game. Uh, and interestingly enough, it's it sort of that, that project sort of came together because James Cameron... Uh, started to notice how close some video game production was to film and had a general interest in it. And in a lot of firsts for the game industry, when they were producing that Terminator 2 arcade game, when Terminator 2 was put into pre-production, the team was actually given access to the set and was recording things on set with the actors for the game, which was a big first for video games to directly take images of the cast and insert them into a game. I am sure Arnold Schwarzenegger was very confused as to what was happening. Absolutely, but there's a lot of him in that game. It, there's a full, like, photograph 3D render of the T-1000 in that game. Yeah, at, oh yeah, and Robert Patrick was probably just as confused. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt whatsoever, but... um. Hey, before we go on, I just gotta ask, what side do you fall on? Because my preferred Terminator is Terminator 2. Oh, 100%, 100%. So you, you prefer Arnold as the good guy also? Yes. I don't dislike the original Terminator. I think it is a great movie. Terminator 2 is a far better movie. And it's different. It's sort of like the alien aliens thing. Yeah. But on the alien aliens, I, I fall towards alien. See, I fall towards aliens because I do like the action-y version i do yeah and it is another situation of i do like aliens but in the this is such a weird they're both yeah they're both good movies yeah i think the original alien is like so unequivocally good and it is a totally different thing you are right about that yeah i probably more so the terminator and terminator 2 it's just more like they realized oh wait why are we making the marketable guy the villain there was also a um a sub in my school district when i was in uh, high school that looked a lot like robert patrick in terminator so he looked like John Cena's dad in Peacemaker? Yeah. Well, yes, but not, like, currently. Like, you know, then. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, tighter face. Yeah, I was sent to the um, I was sent to the office at school once because I was sitting in the back of the room and this sub came in looking for someone. And he... Have you seen this yeah, he, No, he came into the door and he's like, hey, I'm looking for... And in the, from the back of the room, I went, John Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Your false star pirates are dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Um... Uh, you know, it's it's so funny just to talk about, like, okay, so Tobias and Boone, yeah, digitizing the hell out of everything, colorizing the moon. Yeah, they used a high 8 camera, which was a, like, interestingly enough, it wasn't some, you know, big production camera. Like, it was an expensive camera, but it was the kind of thing you could buy for home use at the time. I was going to say, it was consumer-grade. It was a, it was it was a, a consumer-grade product, 100%. 
and uh, they got a Mortal Kombat, which they both had this huge interest in. At the time, Tobias and Boone were of the ilk that it was like the first generation of people making games that grew up playing games. So Yeah, which, you know, it's sort of like, you see that in under other industries now too, well, especially in video games. Like now, several generations. You know, you look at someone like a the dude that made uh, Undertale, Toby Keith. Uh, Toby Fox. Toby Fox. Toby, Toby Keith, Keith is, is a, a country star. Country singer. Yeah. <laughs> Toby Fox. You know, he clearly played a lot of JRPGs. So it's like, yeah, you see like influence there. Yeah, exactly. And um, Boone and uh, Tobias both had like a huge love for you know the martial arts films of the 80s and wanted to infuse that into a game and we're looking for a project to use um that technology on a, a big part of it i know at one point is they were tapped and expected to sort of get a uh, big star involved in mortal Kombat. well from what i read and saw in the video that was actually like part of the like green lighting process it was almost like contingent you, it's like you're getting a star for this yeah no it did not come together in that way i know at one point like there were talks of getting chuck norris involved there's one point where <laughs> this was basically going to be a blood sport game and kind of is in its plot still yeah but, okay a blood sport game would have been acceptable because that just even like even by 1992 1990 like chuck norris was that was Walker, Texas Ranger years. That was, like, the twilight of his career. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, if you want to know what the darkest situation that could have happened would have been, uh, Steven Seagal was almost involved. Oh, oh, God. Oh, so now if they made any new Mortal Kombats, it would have to take place in Russia with pro-Kremlin well, propaganda. It, the problem here, and this is what, like, we'll never really learn this information, but this is what I assume happened. The reason you couldn't get Steven Seagal involved is because Steven Seagal would never let you film him losing a fight. You know what? He seems like such like like that's like that's like big time pro wrestler old school mentality. It's like no, I, I can't lose. For it's like you realize it's a movie, right? This is completely fake. For for anyone who's interested, Steven Seagal is a complete fucking insane person. And if you have uh, if anyone's familiar with the Dollop podcast, they did a three parter on Steven Seagal, and it is the most my like four goddamn hours of Steven Seagal history. And it is the most baffling shit I've ever heard in my life. And if you want the TLDR version, just know he's like this bizarrely pro-Russia, pro-Vladimir Putin person today. And that his story starts with him in a dojo in Japan where he claims he had to pretend to be a dog for a year. Okay. Everything I just said is true. <laughs> I No, I believe you. It's, and for some reason... It would only seem weird if it was about someone else other than Steven Seagal. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so they basically ended up getting a cast of just, you know, martial artists who were, you know, working in L.A. at the it time. The it was the local talent. Yeah, 100%. So I actually listed out the original cast here, so I'll give you characters and the actors who portrayed them. Uh, so the first Mortal Kombat had Johnny Cage, played by uh, Daniel Piscina. Can't... I gotta say, just before you go on, Daniel Piscina, I saw his, like, videos of him. He was into it. Oh, he did a lot of the work here, too. You're gonna hear... Do doesn't he still, like, advertise himself as, like, the original Johnny Cage? Oh, yeah, and he's more than just the original... Like, he is a number of the characters here. He is Scorpion. He is Sub-Zero. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, Johnny Cage, played by Daniel Piscina. Kano, played by Richard DiVizio. Liu Kang, played by Hosung Pak. Raiden played by Carlos Piscina and voiced by John Hay. 
Scorpion, played by Daniel Piscina and voiced by Ed Boon. Sonia, played by Elizabeth Malecki and voiced by Peg Burr. And Sub-Zero, played by Daniel Piscina. Well, at least Sonia wasn't played by Daniel Piscina. No, it didn't, uh, interestingly enough, and it might be telling to uh, sort of get you into where video games were at that time, and it is shitty that they still kind of are in a lot of ways. Sonya was the last character added when the development team realized they didn't have a female character. Hey guys, we need to add a skirt to the game. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happened. Um, as far as like the most athletic and accomplished people in this game, actually, Elizabeth Malecki was like an Olympic gymnast, I believe. Um, Is that where like the head scissors thing comes from? Yeah, and she was only like 17 years old when she did this. Oh, wow. Okay, that's really impressive. Uh, but yeah, the... Carlos Piscina, I believe, is uh, Daniel Piscina's brother, who they tapped for Raiden. Uh, okay. I might be mistaken there, but yeah, Ed Boon lent his voice to uh, Scorpion, you know, so people still... One said many more times. Yeah, people still to this day often ask Ed Boon to give them a get over here. Um, the sub... Well, yeah, it's, it's like it's like going like this when you see like an 18-wheeler. This is not playing on audio, yeah. but I'm doing the horn pulling motion. You guys can get what he's, he's doing. Um, the Sub-Zero Scorpion thing uh, was the obvious way to flesh out their character roster by just doing a palette swap of the same character in their ninja costume because, weirdly enough, those two characters would become the most popular and Boone and Tobias were both kind of resigned as like, eh, the ninja character's kind of our lazy character because we needed to get two characters out of it. Well, they were their Shotos. They were the Ken and Ryu I also dug this up in my research, and I'm not 100% sure how true it is, but according to a, a lot of people, the Lin Kuei, which is the ninja clan from Mortal Kombat, might be real? Yeah, no, I was seeing that in the video also. It might be, like, some Chinese Yeah, T Tobias thing. was doing a lot of research at the time, and it's it, I couldn't substantiate it anywhere, but it's possible the Lin Kuei were a real group of Chinese assassins. I possibly I I didn't look it up myself, but I you know what it, whether or not like it, I feel like even at this point, even if they were real, I feel like Mortal Kombat continuing on the way it did has sort of usurped that name. So then, even if you have like you know, a Chinese historian and someone who played Mortal Kombat X, it's like you know. They're both gonna know what the name Lin Kuei is, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just it's just a weird little piece of trivia to, to attach on there. Um, while we're kind of talking about the cast, I want to talk about what I think is one of the most interesting things about this because so much of these characters have become iconic, and a lot of what came together for these characters because they were real people in costume being photographed was the team just went to like a local costume store. And bought a bunch of shit. Like, yeah, they bought. They went to like a sporting. They went to like sporting goods stores, and like it was really like it was real helter skelter put together. Kano's mask, like his faceplate, is just a spray painted Phantom of the Opera mask. Yeah, and you know what though? That's that works so well because, like you said, it's iconic at this point. Yeah, it's just a, a crazy thing to think about. Also, another time of like crunch is insane on games, and they were doing something impressive here. Uh, as far as reports are concerned, and these numbers definitely get skewed over the years, especially back in the 90s, Mortal Kombat was developed over 10 months from 1991 to 1992, um, and the test version was giving a limited release like halfway through, so basically all that means, and this happened a lot back in the arcade days, was in certain test markets, usually in California, um, 
that arcade cabinet might have popped up a few months before the game was officially released. Yeah, I, you know, and see, that's where I think you and I have a big gap with this, just because of our age. Like, you know, I'm older than you, but we sort of missed out on arcades as, like, a big hangout spot. Yeah. Because, you know, 1992, I was seven years old. So I wasn't exactly, like, getting a roll of quarters and going down and hanging out at the arcade, because it was older kids there and not seven-year-olds the interesting part is like in our adult life arcades are having more of a resurgence yeah well okay so that kind of speaks to the middle part as to why i think mortal kombat refound its way um and i think online play is a huge factor in that too Mm -hmm. the modern arcades are our laundry rooms modern i don't know what that means (laughs) yeah no also modern arcades are like like you and I have this thing called round one by us that, you know, it's mostly like DDR and like house of the dead and adaptations of weird phone games. Like and, if you know, if you want to play flappy bird, the arcade and then weirdly like a, a corner where they've like shoved Tekken and blaz blue. But, <laughs> but that's, yeah, that was actually my main point. They do have a fighting game corner, but it's mostly Japanese fighters there. There's like persona four arena and like street fighter five. Not that we're complaining. I, I think one of my favorite cabinets that's still there at our particular round one also is um, a 100% not translated arcade cabinet of that Final Fantasy rhythm game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I love to fumble my way through. Yes, it's the music is a universal language. But, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I meant more so getting through the menus. Oh, yeah. No, but we both missed out on the arcade heyday of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, which is really where it came in. Like, we both said at the top we our first experiences were with home versions um yeah thankfully it sounds like neither of us had to play the uh snes version so we weren't uh subjected yeah, to green the... blood yeah well you know not everyone can be a vulcan in mortal Kombat. it's true um but let's talk a little bit about those uh console ports because yeah you have the snes version the genesis version and then there's also a game boy and a game gear version uh i assume no one played the game gear version because i'd imagine it could only run for three minutes at a time yeah, and who has the money for nineteen thousand batteries? Yeah, we're not we're not rich. Yeah, no, it's no. If we were rich, we would we wouldn't even be talking about this game. We would have been busy talking about like our Neo Geo. I I did have a Game Gear as a kid though, but like super late because again, like as a kid who had a parent working for like one of the biggest toy companies in the world, I got a lot of consoles on the cycle of like when my mom would go one day like, hey, they're basically throwing these things in the dumpster. Here you go. Oh, they're fire sailing them. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, you got a Game Gear when it was like on the way out. Yeah, but it, like you know, you don't care when you're a you know a fucking like nine year old and it's like, hey, here's a old console and like thirty games. Well, I was gonna say also that meant that the games were cheap. So yeah. if anything, you had the best of it because you had this system for next to nothing with the. Bl- I wasn't going to say the best library you would ever have, because it was the Game Gear, but the biggest library well, was going to Well, I have. had the accessory that lets you plug it directly into the wall instead of using batteries, and I had Sonic Spinball, and that's really all you need. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's it's no Sega Nomad. No, no, it is not. It's not not a beefy boy like the Nomad. <laughs> no, that's 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 what we were all waiting for, was a hot Nomad sale. Um, uh, those things are expensive. I now. have no experience with the handheld ports. I don't know if you have any whatsoever. No, God no, 
No, it's, it's I do, couldn't even bother to queue it up. My guess is it plays like that crappy Street Fighter 2 on the Game Boy that I played. Yeah, probably something it's similar. Probably, it's so, it, like, you know what it is? Those versions are so compromised by so many things. It's like the graphical limitations, the processing limitations, just the button limitations. Like, you know, I was joking about a Genesis controller being limited. Like a fucking Game Boy had two face buttons start selecting a D-pad. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. And there there have been fighting games, I don't think Mortal Kombat falls into this loop, that have found a sweet spot for handheld ports in the past by, like, super dumbing down what it is and just making it the enjoyable experience for what it is. Um, no, and also Mortal Kombat, like, its gameplay is too... It's too exacting, even from the get-go. Like, you know, we're going to talk about fatalities, obviously, but, you know, when you look at, like, how to do a fatality, it's like, you have to be two character lengths away. Like, yeah. that's just not going to translate to a Game Boy. Um, I really wanted to quickly touch before we move into the fatalities thing, which I think is going to monopolize a lot of the discussion here. Um, the Genesis version also lauded for those who don't know is like the best console port because Nintendo was still very much the family friendly company. So Mortal Kombat, this game that is talking about how hyper violent it is and inappropriate it is. Uh, the Genesis was the one that showed the proper amount of blood, uh, and also is the console port that has every fatality in it if you use a cheat code. Well, also, didn't you have to use a code to get the blood? Yeah, the you blood needed code? a blood code, but it, it's like but it was a, there. B, 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 A, B, B, like, yeah. the, it's this whole, like, and, you know, obviously we're going to talk about the fatalities, but I do want to just talk about the hyper-violence. Um, this caused a sort of reaction in around the world, but, you know, we both live in the United States, so we can only really speak to that. This helped spark a 1993 congressional hearing on video games um, in which I'm looking at uh, Wikipedia right here. Democratic Party Senator Herb Cole, along with perpetual killjoy Joe Lieberman, um, they wanted to have the government regulate video games. And to do so, they as they're like exhibit A as to why they showed examples from Mortal Kombat and Night Trap. Yeah. Night Trap, which hilariously might be the more laughable one at this point. Yeah, but you, you know what it is? They were going hard on this, um, the fact that it was digitized actors. Yeah. And Mortal Kombat and Night Trap sort of both epitomized that, it's hard to call it an art style, but that style of graphics. It was, it, yeah, like calling it an art style seems a little incorrect. It was more about like the advancements in technology that like, look how real we can make this. And that's the thing, yeah, they were going for as photorealistic at the time, but also as a result of these uh, developments, so Nintendo refused to allow gore, so, you know, that's why it's the compromised version for that, for, like, graphically. But then apparently also, Mortal Kombat did not get released in Spain because of this. Sure. Um, and then also, uh, this would this was, like, sort of the opening salvo as to what got doom talked about and what got you know resident evil talked about and there's even a quote here mortal kombat co-creator john tobias recalled having been here's the quote pretty pissed off about that because he felt the folks like lieberman have been trivializing real problems with their video game nonsense so this was in response to a thing they still do to this day yeah god the entire like scapegoating of like let's be honest study after study has shown that video game violence does not 
you know, there's no correlation between video game violence and real violence. Just in the same way that too many people playing fucking Sim City does not lead to a wave of urban planning. Like it just doesn't. It'd be nice if it like did. That. It would. No, I mean, get the best Sim City. Um, you know, whatever other. What's the other one? Um, damn it, whatever. Uh, but you know, get get people playing those. Get people playing you the know, best city Sid skylines players. Yeah, thank you, city skylines. Like, yeah, let's get them together. Let's plan some cities of the future. You know, if that sort of one to one action to video game action to real action was true, then yeah, that's exactly what would be happening. Then you and I would it's be like, awesome farmers by now. Yeah, I was gonna say Stardew Valley does not make me want to go off and start a farm and fight slimes in a cave. Because I know it would be hard. Yes, exactly. Oh God, no! See, okay, so you know we're we're recording this in the wake of some, you know, America being America. And, you know, you know, because it's Sunday, happening. so people are dying. Yeah, so we're recording this in the wake of some mass shootings between Buffalo and uh, the Texas Elementary School massacre, and you know, like people, I've already been seeing it again. Like, you know, guns aren't the problem. It's wokeness and single parent households and video games it's like okay sure i guess we're just trotting these out again yeah it's they go, no i'm pretty sure it's the guns that did it yeah yeah well that's why at the nra convention guns were banned from the event yeah no and my favorite you know watching people literally scream at ted cruz in a dining hall i do enjoy that oh yeah no no if you know that's it's not a silver lining in the sense that this stuff shouldn't happen anyway but if you know i'm always up for watching ted cruz get screamed get at. fucking chewed out yeah while he's trying to enjoy his dinner because he does not deserve to sit and enjoy his dinner he just shouldn't be allowed out in public like a human being no i mean granted you know if something like that had happened to his children he would have fled the country oh yeah you know like that time he went to cancun yeah exactly exactly yeah but no mortal kombat was talked about on the floor of the u.s congress so it's worth noting that's probably where this was like the first instance i want to say of video games really getting that um government attention yeah and i you know that's the stuff that would lead on to doom and mortal kombat being the centerpiece of those sorts of discussions yeah but that's what led to like the esa right you know that and the, and the you know the ratings that we get yeah the easer you know you know that's what led to this like oh we could regulate ourselves yeah this and the night trap conference are, are what prompted easer becoming a thing esrb yeah the uh the entertainment rating u.s government board. backed organization uh for rating video games because as ray had mentioned like the want for government intervention and we've talked about this again recently when other game controversies have come up the th what the government tries to use and I, I understand this at a point of like is the threat of government regulation because that will get industries like video game industry to go no that's the last thing we want we need to police ourselves yeah but it only works insofar as people are educated about it like i feel like like for generations now like movies have been rating with the mpaa yeah motion picture authorization authority or whatever it mm. is um, moms against you know, boobies know, like, in film exactly um but like you know you know rated r like people just know what that is but like i can tell you right now like my parents did not know those ratings so like you know when i was say for instance i think i was 13 
and for my birthday i got resident evil 2 sure you know a game that well comical and if you look at it now was hyper realistic graphics for the time and not appropriate according to the ratings for a 13 year old yeah that well see also that leans into i think like our generation being fully like aware of what ezerb is and even my parents were like more informed about that stuff when it happened to the point that like my mom was never confident in fully understanding how the ESRB worked herself, but she had people in her circles where, like, I would ask her a game, and she would be like, is that fine for him? And, like, trust in them being like, yeah, there's nothing, like, terrible in there. like the idea if i ever have a kid like you know i'm not gonna let them at the age of nine play grand theft auto I just mean, leave your suit larry for them yeah no and just roblox you know where it's all user generated content the safest content. i will not be checking what you do <laughs> yeah exactly um oh the world is a nightmare yeah that stuff is a little more uh let's, wild west well yes it's hard to police that yeah parental controls be damned. do i want to believe people are just out there making remaking the neversoft spider-man game you bet your ass i do yeah i mean somebody remade that in um dreams it's, it's doing god's work right there yeah and i play it and i sit there and i go this game is not good it was good for the time oh yeah now it's not well because we have really good spider-man games it's true with that, nice that spider-man feels a little rigid is what i'm trying to say um, yeah. Anyway, back to Mortal Kombat. We keep up. Uh, is it is Eric the one who keeps us in line? I don't, I don't think so. Like I is. think he encourages it, if anything. Yeah, but I feel like we're really going off today. I, yeah. No, you know what it is. I think we've been pent up. We haven't done one of these for a while. Uh, it's also earlier than we normally do this, and I have a lot of energy for some reason. Yeah. The, but okay. So Mortal Kombat. Like, let's bring it back. So let's talk about fatalities. Yes. The 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 big one and like. Fatalities, for anyone unfamiliar, is you've heard the soundbite of Finish Him a million times, I'm sure. I was, was going to say, who's really not... Fi who's listening to a video game podcast from a, sword, a, a secondary sword job podcast that is not familiar with fatalities? Uh, you'd be surprised, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the whole gimmick of fatalities being once you have your opponent down to a certain uh, health, you can finish them off by doing a typically complicated uh series of button inputs to finish them off in a particularly brutal way and it's a way that flat out kills them like there's no room for like oh you didn't knock them out it's like oh in the first one sub-zero rips off the person's head and their spine comes out with it yeah exactly and the reason fatalities are such an interesting part of mortal kombat uh in my opinion especially is it fueled that arcade playground rumor style thing that like oh, for sure of Fatalities are done a certain way, and I've definitely talked about this on other pods when talking about games like Mortal Kombat. I think people should have an understanding of how, like, the industry worked at that time and still works with stuff like this occasionally. Because so many of these are so complicated that it was no one was ever expected to figure all these out. Basically, the way a lot of this stuff happened was, one, playground rumor, because the internet wasn't quite what it is now. And two, the developers would straight up go out and... When the board changes would happen in the arcade version and get updated and say add another five fatalities, they would then go ahead and like a month later leak those fatalities to 
an outlet who would put it out in a magazine somewhere and you'd be reading about it in like fucking, you know, the game informers or the uh, PC gamer uh, about how you actually do these things. Like stuff that was deliberately leaked because they wanted you to find it. They just didn't want you to find it right away. They didn't want you to find it right away and they didn't want it being too widespread. So yeah, you know, they just go in, change those button inputs. They would be, you have to hold it for a half second longer even. Like it was just simple stuff, but you know, nowadays they just put the fatalities in the fucking moves list. Like yeah. you hit pause and you're like, oh, here they are. And we definitely talked about that idea of how that information gets out there in the Street Fighter 2 episode because it wasn't for fatalities, but it was for similar stuff. Yeah, and but also it helped home releases because this was also a time where uh, strategy guides were a big deal. So, like, obviously you can't go into someone's, like, home and, like, change the revision of their cart. Yeah. You know, that, that'd be weird. Like some clandestine Santa Claus. Um, but you know if you had the guide like that was an additional sale that they got money from but then also you you felt like a goddamn god because you had access to all the fatalities yeah and there were plenty in that first game alone um two is when they first started going really crazy with it with like the babalities and the friendships um yeah animality animalities was that animalities was i don't think animalities was until three two definitely had babalities which is when they turned into babies yeah, Raiden had a different one. It was called like a. And I have to look it up. Um, the other thing with that, I kind of wanted to hone in on because I just feel like it's a fun thing to talk about, and I'm gonna say across like the Mortal Kombat pantheon. Ray, what's your favorite fatality? Oh God. Um. Uh, okay. I mean. It, it, in terms of old ones like because i count old and, Mortal and, Kombat and, as like I, I mean the the new ones are just so unfair because they're so over they're the top. so good like yeah my favorite like two of my favorites are from mortal Kombat 11 yeah like the joker's fatality i feel like is really good um you know i think a lot of sub-zeros they got more creative with like the ice stuff but no i mean in terms of because i just think of the old ones like Sub-Zero, you know what it is why I like about Sub-Zero's Mortal Kombat 1 fatality? Is that it's probably the only fatality Sub-Zero has ever done that has nothing to do with the fact that he has ice powers. Sure, yeah. that's He's just stretching his ninja legs. Yeah, he's just so to the point with it. He's like, nope, rip off your head. Yeah, it's a good hit. And in terms of the originals, I definitely like like a classic Toasty. Uh, because the idea of Scorpion yeah. revealing that he is undead. Yeah, yeah, that skull face. Yeah, the skull face and the fire. But uh, it's funny, actually, they both leave. When I think of, like, my absolute favorite ones, because they're just so over-the-top and ridiculous, um, two of Johnny Cage's fatalities in Mortal Kombat 11, um, one of my absolute favorites is he literally hacks through the center of somebody's chest and then pulls it apart and goes, here's Johnny, through the center. That's pretty good, um, yeah. And he has another one where he rips their torso off, shoves his hand up them, and then works them like a ventriloquist dummy. Oh my god. Yeah, see, okay, so... Like, how you doing no there, Johnny? Like, <laughs> No longer Midway, they're now called Netherrealm, Correct. for any of you that don't know. Um, I feel like working on the pre-planning process of a new Mortal Kombat game has to be a lot of fun. Because, they, you know, at this point, they're just pitching, like, the most wild, like, no-holds-barred, like, you know, you really need to see a therapist if this is in your head sort of oh, stuff. Oh, they've talked about uh, at NetherRealm these days how they actually, like, have some pretty, like, easy access to mental health 
analysis while they're there because they're like spending a couple of months just thinking up the most gruesome shit imaginable is taxing yeah and the fact of the matter is it's like you know with the new mortal Kombat. so so to me there's two there's three eras of mortal Kombat. there's classic the bad one there's the middle era which yes is the bad one and then the new era that starts with mortal Kombat 9 um mortal Kombat 9 is us had no shortage of guest characters and I'm very happy to see how, by and large, the property rights holders for these um, characters aren't squeamish about fatalities. Yeah. You know, between, like, RoboCop and Rambo and the Terminator. Yeah, it's like, cool to see them fully willing to, like, go the extra mile with these characters like that, as well as, like, you know, the Joker and... Yeah, well, I mean, like, these are violent characters to start with. I mean, you know, Kratos was in Nine. Yeah you know kratos isn't exactly a soft guy well i think that's like the, the quiet brill brilliance of it right is like the the team at netherrealm was smart enough to go like we're not going to go off out of a character where we think that's going to be an issue to begin with yeah like we're not going to get the wiggles in Mortal i think Kombat. maybe they should try well they're slated for multiverses i'm assuming oh yeah one would have to assume press subsidiary of warner media but, of some kind but what about the woggles no, those, apparently as it turns out, Woggle means white in Australian. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just... It, there's a certain like, gruesomeness with it that is, like... It's funny to think about, as we talk about, like, the discussions of Mortal Kombat on, you know, the Senate floor back in the day. Now, when you look at what a modern Mortal Kombat is compared to, like, back then, and being like, this is what you guys were worried about? I mean, you look back to any of that. You look to Doom. Fuck, you look to Night Trap. Like, Night Trap especially. Night, yeah, Night Trap's a fucking joke. But, um, like, like you look at all those. Like, Doom, nowadays, you look at Doom. It's hard to even, like, maybe it's just our bias now where we're given such sharp-looking images that are with that have that high fidelity. You look at Doom now, you, sometimes it's a hard time making out what you're looking at. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this was supposed to be the height of violence in a digital culture. Okay. We were truly, there was nowhere to go but up. We, 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 were, we were so innocent. Joe Lieberman was so innocent. But uh, before we, like, get on that whole like, wrapping up train, I did want to talk about a little, because uh, I was looking back at the plots of the original Mortal Kombat, and it's interesting to see Mortal Kombat is weird in a way that it is unapologetic about, but it's interesting. Oh, it, it has a plot that it plays... And usually as a fighting game, it plays in the background, but it plays completely seriously. Yes, and also, like, more recently, the Mortal Kombat stories have gotten more invested in those past stories where, like... Well, especially with Eleven with its old time Eleven has a time week. travel element, yeah, where you... A modern Johnny Cage fighting a MK2-era Johnny Cage. Um, but more so, it, it, certain characters, it's fun to see how much their role has changed. Like, I think, while Johnny Cage is unequivocally, you know, the Bloodsport character... You know, like, it, shot for shot that. Arguably, you know, Liu Kang is the one you would pick as, like, the real hero of Mortal Kombat. But Liu Kang was the protagonist, yeah. for sure. Until I, like, went back to read about the story of the original Mortal Kombat, I kind of forgot that in Mortal Kombat 1, Raiden is, like, the bad guy. Really? Yeah, he's played a lot more villainous. Um, oh, okay, okay. It's, so... it's only in 2... Uh, when, you know, you move to Outworld and Shang Tsung's tournament is taking place there, that Raiden is 
like turned into like the protector of Earth Realm. Okay, so they sort of modified some of their stories. Yeah, the of. the ending in Mortal Kombat One where Raiden wins the tournament is kind of the bad ending. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I I, I honestly I tried playing the Genesis version yesterday for a little bit. It's it's admittedly nowadays a little hard to play. Like we'll get into that when we when we do our thing. Where is it worth playing today? Yeah, but if you if you go back and watch some YouTube highlights or something, Raiden in MK One is played as a lot more nefarious. And, you know, barring that there is no real, quote-unquote, like, presence of Shang Tsung in that game, and there is, uh, you know, like, Kano and Raiden are more so played as, like, the nefarious characters. Yeah, well, I mean, Kano never stopped being a bad guy. Yeah. Yes. Um, Kano, if that, that recent Mortal Kombat movie, Kano is the most brilliant part of that film. God, that was that movie was something. I'm still not sure if it was good, but it was something. I don't know if good is the word I would use, but I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Like I, I was gonna say, it's definitely entertaining. Yeah, it is. Not apologetic about what it they is. They did Kung Lao well. They did Kung Lao justice in terms of like they did that hat right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He throws that hat. It has razor blades. It does the thing you expect it to do. I gotta say, though, I'm somewhat surprised at their main character, because the thing is, they already had, like, a Cypher main character from that middle bad era. They didn't do a Shujinko or whatever the hell his yeah, name yeah. is. Uh, I'm glad they didn't, and, you know, that new character was completely, I guess, inoffensive is the word, and I like the idea of a character with, like, these ethereal tanfa. Like, I would be okay with them putting him in the next game. He should be in the next game. Yeah, I think that would he be a smart thing to do. He should be, I... I think that he was inoffensive enough as a character that you could like flesh him out in an interesting way in a proper game. Yeah, it's as a know, new hero of Earthrealm. Exactly. So yes, I think he is probably the right choice for that. Um, in terms of the actual uh, original Mortal Kombat game, do you have any more big notes you want to get in this time, Ray? Uh, not really. I mean, it's just worth no again. Like they had the cheat codes, they had blood codes, they had you know. It was one of those schoolyard games, and I think that it was a very um, American game as opposed to what we were getting a lot at the time, especially not on the PC, because uh, consoles at the time were largely Japanese affairs still. So, you know, if you wanted to play a lot of Western-made games, you were playing on some sort of computer. But this was probably, at the time, I... I would have to guess the largest Western release on a console because this really got big on the systems that were known for like Chrono Trigger, Sonic the Hedgehog, Super Mario World, you know, and even these like and even Japanese stalwarts. And even in the arcade world, I mean, you had Street Fighter Two in the same year, which was the Japanese arcade fighting game, and Mortal Kombat felt like the American answer to that. And despite its the fatalities being super complicated i think to a lot of people it still felt a lot more approachable than street fighter yeah you know what the funny thing is also though like i that's even almost like a console war sort of thing where you know i remember talking back then as a child it's like oh are you a mortal Kombat person or a street fighter person it's like there was this like the weird binary because you know we had no spending power of our own so it's not like we can go out and buy both if we had a console that could play them yeah but um Definitely the developers didn't see that way. Capcom wasn't like, oh, God, Mortal Kombat's going to kick our ass. Like, they were yeah. just doing their thing. No, and especially in, in a market where they were making so much of their money in the arcade space, 
Like, it was, yeah. like, every arcade had a Street Fighter Two cabinet and a Mortal Kombat cabinet. It wasn't a, a contest in that regard. No, and I gotta say, with Mortal Kombat, with something that's impressive over a Street Fighter, Street Fighter and, like, King of Fighters are very similar in this, where they have a bank of move inputs, and then they just apply them to characters. Like, okay, is this gonna be a quarter circle thing? Will this be a back to forward? Is this a charge move? Mortal Kombat had a lot more, uh, distinction like this character you have to do like back back block like kano for instance to throw the knife on the original genesis is like back forward block or like block back forward that's what it was so it's like okay that's different it's like it wasn't just like everyone has a quarter circle punch move yeah uh but i gotta say though like okay so let's get into just like where this all goes from here like because mortal kombat as we stated before is still around um, Mortal Kombat 12 will a lot of changes. certainly be a thing. Yeah, it's gone through a lot of changes. It's gone through a lot of multimedia adaptations that some of them have been, frankly, pretty freaking good. Like Even that original Mortal Kombat movie from back in the day is fun uh, for what it is. That original Mortal Kombat movie... Now, granted, I haven't seen the new Sonic movies. I haven't seen Detective Pikachu. I could just say for the longest time, I could probably unequivocally say that that first Mortal Kombat movie was the best video game movie ever made. Yeah, I, don't, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think you know, it's it kind of a toss-up now cast. in the day of, like, I have seen things like Detective Pikachu and both of those Sonic movies, and I am not the target audience of those, but they are of a quality that is not what you expect from... There's an obvious quality to yeah. them, especially with Sonic 2, because now Sonic 2, like, it's a known quantity. Yeah, and it continued to work, and Jim Carrey pulls a lot of the weight of that, I feel, but it's still, like, a well-done thing. Yeah, but that original Mortal Kombat movie had Christopher Lambert as Raiden, and he was fantastic in that role. We still think about it to this day no in all honesty like it was a good role for him but then we had this weird so i have an actual list up so lyndon ashby also as johnny cage nailed it yeah um and then you okay so get this i look at the cast so reptile in the original mortal kombat movie was played by keith cook but you didn't hear his voice it was frank welker doing the voice the guy who did the original megatron in the transformers cartoon sure Keith Cook would then go on to play Sub-Zero in the horrific film Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, that that also happened. And, well, okay, so that was a continuation of that original good Mortal Kombat movie where Johnny Cage dies in about the first minute, not played by the same actor, by the way, and it appears that the only holdovers from movie to movie was Robin Show playing Liu Kang and Talisa Soto playing Katana. And then Keith Cook playing a different ninja. Those are the only holdovers. Yeah, it's so weird. It's not... That movie is just such a weird mis... It's it's insane what a misstep it is when you consider, like, how good for the thing it was at the time that first movie is. Yeah, and the weird thing is Raiden in the second one was played by James Remar. You know, Dexter's ghost dad in yeah. the show Dexter. That's who you... Like, that's... That's a weird casting there. Yeah, Ra Lambert, Raiden should be a white guy. That's what they always say. Well, I mean, Lambert... But he had a certain gravitas that made it that's, like... That's... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, he's a different type of actor. The the thing I'll... Like, and, you know, this shouldn't be the only thing that makes it good. Like, that new Mortal Kombat movie... Kudos on them for casting race appropriately. 
Yeah, they didn't whitewash the movie, which is definitely, uh, you know, good on them for doing that better. Also, that movie has some really dumb jokes in it that I love. Like, I don't even remember what fight it is, but that fight where right after they pan straight to Kano's face and he goes, Kano wins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Also, you probably wouldn't remember this because, again, you were a child. So, back when I was a kid, you know, Saturday morning cartoons... Um, oh yes, I have no experience with this, but I'm excited to hear you talk about it. Yeah, so Saturday morning cartoons were a big thing for me as a kid, and there was there's a station still to this day called USA, and they had this thing called Cartoon Express, um, and th- they had a specific part in that called the Action Extreme Team, where they had a Mortal Kombat cartoon that went back to back with a Street Fighter cartoon. And this was called the Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm, and it was based off Mortal Kombat Three. Um, great choice, guys. Just um, like yeah, well, Mortal Kombat Three is a great game, yeah. and also you get Sub Zero with no mask. Um, what's just funny about it? So it's sort of this thing, this habit in the '90s of taking things that super weren't child appropriate and making child versions of them. As a person who owned multiple RoboCop action figures, I can confirm. Yeah. Yes, no, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Like, they would take these properties that just children had no business really interacting with. It would be like, I, I don't know. And we still nowadays. get, like, action figures and stuff like that now, but none, and, and even cartoons, but none of it's marketed towards kids. Yeah, like, no, like, no one at the moment, granted, this will probably change in the future, is making a, you know, Arya Stark steals faces for eight-year-olds. Well, actually, it's hilarious you bring that up because they talked about this on the most recent Next Lander podcast. Oh, uh, no. And about how, like, if it were the 80s, that would already exist. Uh, yeah, you know, it's probably right. Because doesn't she do that in multiverse? Yes, yeah, her Th- character that's what I was thinking in multiverse that. literally has a move where she, like, steals your face. That's Yeah, that's why I was thinking of that. But, like, so, yeah, we would get these things that just weren't, good for children and like they would kidify them now this only ran for one season it went for 13 episodes uh luke perry was one of the voices he was sub-zero sure so you know if you kind of want to go at the uh quality that they're delivering there that's you know where luke perry is your biggest name then it's probably just you know it's probably a good indicator if uh I should throw on while we're bringing this up. There are some modern Mortal Kombat cartoons that are actually quite good. But are not aimed at children? They're not aimed at children. I believe Joel McHale is the voice of Johnny Cage. Oh, God, that's... That could either be really good He's really good. good. He's really good. <laughs> okay. Because really, I, just how we've how have we not gotten the Miz as Johnny Cage yet? Well, I mean, there's going to be a sequel to that Mortal Kombat movie, and that's what I expect to happen. He deserves That's what a has shot. To happen, right? He does. He does. Well, I, you've watched that modern Mortal Kombat movie, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah you I know that it. ending scene with the main character saying like he's going to look for help, and then it shows he's yeah. going to Hollywood to look for help, and it shows a Johnny Cage movie poster. Yeah, and you know what though? Like, just the Miz would be perfect for that. Yeah. No, give him give him the opportunity. He deserves it. And actually, it. make and then even work it into the games where. Johnny Cage gets a skull crushing finale as a move. Hell yeah. Or like a fatality, like a real like skull crusher one. Hell yeah. Like I it's just it's just there. Yeah, I'm into it's that. It's the lowest hanging fruit. 
but yeah so mortal kombat so it went through a couple iterations so one two and three are really like of the same ilk right we can continue it's all digitized actors. that those first all... three games i would call like a consistent era of mortal kombat yeah it's digitized actors it was very iterative off each other um we started to get real weird with three where we went from ninjas to robot ninjas yeah noob cybot um the um, site sec- sector cyrax the cyber linkway is a cool thing to say yes yeah they the linkway in their nuttiness started turning their ninjas into robot ninjas yeah it's pretty cool and s- sub-zero who the sub-zero mortal kombat 3 is not the sub-zero for mortal kombat 1 they are brothers yes that he would lose the mask and then we got kind of used to seeing that version of sub-zero where it looked like and he was wearing a puffy vest i'm trying to make sure i can get i, I can like conflate this right because i'm trying to remember mortal kombat lore which is a weird thing to say noob cybot is the original sub-zero original sub-zero okay yes, yes. new cybot is sub-zero's older brother the original sub-zero yes okay perfect yeah so so that's like that first also era. noob cybot funny... is uh ed boon backwards <laughs> oh it's boon noob is boon backwards is the joke yeah 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 also um i think it's worth noting that mortal kombat 3 tried to do almost like a half step street fighter 3 move the original version of mortal kombat 3 did not have scorpion in it <laughs> Which quickly they realized was a mistake. Yes, and when they released Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate, they not only put Scorpion in it, they gave him a giant axe for some reason. Because why Why wouldn't you? Yeah, and then after that is when we get probably the worst mainline Mortal Kombat game ever made, Mortal Kombat 4. I remember, th- did you ever play this? Like when it Very was loosely. Like, I got it late to the party, and I think I want to play, I played like an hour or two before being like, this is garbage. I think I played that worst game in the worst way. I played it on the N64. Oh, God. It is a bad game. It's like when it's we a... talked about it on the Tony Hawk episode, my friend Mike was yeah. like, sent me that picture of Tony Hawk 2 for the N64, and I'm like, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, it's like, who hurt you? <laughs> Never soft hurt you. In this case, Acclaim slash Midway hurt us. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 4 is a bad game, but it's also worth noting it introduced a couple characters that are important to Mortal Kombat lore, like Shinnok and Quan Chi. Is and it apparently that Shinnok or is it Shinnok? I've always said Shinnok. Shinnok, Shinnok, sh- shook up all over. Who cares? It's a bad character. Sure. Um, and then after Mortal Kombat 4, we got this weird series of games. It was Deadly Alliance? That, yes, yes. Then, uh... What's the one that's like a weird side-scrolling action game? Oh, okay, so there's a couple of those. So you want to talk about Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub-Zero? Yeah. Um, that wasn't even the worst of those. The worst of those was Mortal Kombat Special Forces, which is the story of Sonya Blade and Jackson, Major Jackson Briggs, also known as Jax the Metal-Armed Man. Yes. Who can turn big and stomp you as a fatality. That... Um, Special Forces is a special kind of hell. I Like, it's a bad game. I can't remember if mythologies or if special forces is the one i played but they i did not mythologies is playable but then the funny thing is is we got a good one of those games mortal kombat shaolin monks that one i definitely played and that was a decent game and that was a very decent game that was the like Liu kang Kang kung lao yeah kang kung lao okay yes yeah i played the shit out of that one 
that's a good game. Like, uh, maybe not good is the word. Decent is very Compared much to the other two. No, but then we get Deadly Alliance. Deadly Alliance, I feel like, was important because it also tried to shake up the story. Um, they killed Liu Kang at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I'm looking up... Not by speaking. dropping an arcade cabinet on him. Not by dropping it. Instead, if I remember correctly, uh, Shang Tsung just, just breaks his fucking neck. Well, you know, he you know he didn't want to hurt him, but... Well, no, if you break his neck, you, you're very much trying to so You hurt think him. he wanted to do that? You think he wanted to hurt him? Yes. He shouldn't have talked back. Uh, so, what's interesting about Deadly Alliance, and Deadly Alliance is probably... Like, Mortal Kombat 4 is almost this like, interstitial game where it was bad all the way, but Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance actually continued something that 4 started, where Mortal Kombat became something of a weapon fighter. Okay. If you remember this, where... Every character had three fighting styles. It was two hand-to-hand -hand fighting styles and then a weapon fighting style. Yeah. So, like, Scorpion had a ninja sword, or, like, Sub-Zero would have a sword made of ice. Which is pretty badass. Yeah. No, and Deadly Alliance, as a fighting game, was not a bad game. It had this uh, story mode, I believe. Was this the one with Shujinko? Um... No, this might not have been it, actually. It probably had its sequel. It's reception, sales, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. You got a lot of new characters, though. So, we got Bo Raicho, who's actually a personal favorite of mine. It's still, because it's fun to say. And also, he's like that, like, typical, he drinks, like, jugs of alcohol. Yeah, like that that almost that drunken master vibe. Exactly. Uh, we got a character named Kenshi, who is a blind swordsman. Yes, everybody. I Kenshi, I remember well. Yeah, Kenshi was, like, he was, like, the cool guy. You know, like, oh, he's blind, but he's very calm about everything. Um, who else? We got Mocap, who was a joke character, who, according to this Wikipedia, was said to have done motion capture work yeah. for Johnny Cage's movies. Yeah, if the name didn't uh, tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, well, and they were always very tongue-in-cheek about that shit also. Oh, yeah, their naming conventions are ridiculous. Yeah, so we got Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, and then this would go into Mortal Kombat Deception? Yeah, it was Deception, and then Mortal Kombat Armageddon. So this was like a trilogy of games. These were like, And in Deception, you play as Shujinko. This is what I'm thinking about, yeah. So then now you play as this like cypher character, where it's like, go around and learn from all the characters. Yeah. Like, this part sh sucked. And this is all about, like, fighting... I'm not going to go through the story. The story goes off the rails Yeah, here, that would just... be a different podcast at that point. We don't have to recount the, the tale of every Mortal Kombat game. No, but then it ends up with Mortal Kombat Armageddon. And that's... You get the end of that arc, but just like how Mortal Kombat 4 was kind of like an interstitial game, so was the game in between Armageddon and 2011's Mortal Kombat. Remember when Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe came out? Yes, I do. That's a game that had a lot of potential. Where were you when Raiden fought Superman? Yeah. It, I played a lot of that game, it. and I, I enjoyed it for what it was, and I like as you said, having a lot of potential. I think it is the game that led into NetherRealm Cycle becoming Injustice and Mortal Kombat. Oh, for sure. It's And you know what it is? It was a good game play-wise. It's just you're very um, limited when it comes to, like, 
Mortal Kombat is a good fighting game on the face of it, but also it's an over-the-top violent score fest. And when you add DC into that, you can't do that. And I think that's changed somewhat because the Injustice games get pretty violent, not quite as violent as Mortal Kombat. And the the secret sauce became like, we'll do an Injustice game and we'll put like just Scorpion in there. Yeah, but he's the guest character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, Injustice gets to be this like dark alternate reality. So like they they get to do like some narrative conceits. Finally, whereas Scorpion you know, gets to fight Donatello. Yes, the match we've all been looking for. It's pretty good. But yeah, no, and it leads us into the current realm of Mortal Kombat, the current era. And I gotta say, I think Mortal Kombat's probably in the best place it's ever been. And so my theory that I said earlier as to why those middle games weren't great is because they didn't have anything to play wide against people. So in the early era of Mortal Kombat, it was arcades. Yeah. And then in the modern era of Mortal Kombat, it's the internet. Yeah, and that in-between sector, it was like, you know, these home console ports where it's like, hey, you have some friends over, you can play with them. But like that not having like unmitigated access to playing somebody whenever really changes how much value you get out of a game like Mortal Kombat. But that's why they started to try to add things like story mode. That's why yeah, you get Shujinko. Yeah. Like, that's that's exactly why. It's because they have to stretch the game. Yes. Because they just don't have that. Like, Because also, like, you're saying they're playing at home. It's like fatalities. The fatalities, they're over-the-top nature. worked so well in arcades because a group of people going, Oh, shit, he ripped his fucking head off. Or, you know, it does well on the internet because, you know, especially now with, like, Twitch and stuff because you could have an audience and you still get that like collective and no one's like gasping but everyone's laughing but we are sending uh poggers faces in the chat exactly welcome to um, the future internet was a mistake we say this a lot yeah um but um no that's why i think those middle games suffered is because they had no outlet yeah no definitely agree there that uh it, it they were in a, video games were in a weird spot or i should at least say this type of video game was in a weird spot for what the technology could do and the way arcades were sort of phasing out well look i mean street fighter went through that long hibernation between three and four yeah understandably you know and then when four came out it was in that era of internet gaming and it blew the hell up yeah exactly um, I think I wanted to, before we do the, the last and obvious question that we always do, um, I think I know your answer to this based on the conversation we just had, but you made me think, I'd be like, oh, that's a fun thing. This, I, I assume for you it's Bo Raicho, but I want to ask you, who is your favorite, like, undervalued Mortal Kombat cast character? Oh, no, no, actually, Ermac, and I'll tell you why. Um, his, so one of the, again, one of the, um, fatality offshoots that were added to Mortal Kombat was Harakiri, where if you lose, you could do a button input and have your character commit suicide yeah. before the winner gets to do a fatality to you. Ermax Harakiri is he gets on his knees and headbutts the ground until he breaks his own skull. Yeah. And that's hilarious. It's pretty good. Uh, mine is actually like a late entry, which is funny just because I think aesthetically it's so dumb and partly shows like, oh, they were struggling for ideas here, but also kindly works. Uh, so for Mortal Kombat 10... I added this character. I weirdly like Aaron Black. Aaron Black. Well, he's voiced by Troy Baker. Yes. And he's just like, like he is a cowboy from West Texas who lives in Outworld. Yeah. Yeah. Ru rustling hell cattle. He has, he has a fatality, uh, I believe in it's either in 10 or 11. I believe it's 10 though, where all the, like he just throws like a bunch of gas bombs down 
And then when the smoke clears, he's just wearing a gas mask, and the other person is asphyxiated on the ground. Okay, okay, so I, I might have a new answer for best character. I forgot about this. In Mortal Kombat 10, so X, Triborg. Sure. A cybernetic warrior created from the consciousness of Sector Cyrax Smoke and Sub-Zero. His name is Triborg, but there's four people in him. Amazing. <laughs> Somebody messed up somewhere, or that's the joke. <laughs> Aaron yeah, Black also has an x-ray fatality where like he does like the curve a bullet from wanted thing but when it's the bullets already inside somebody's rib cage that's pretty good uh, that's pretty good I just can't get over Tribor because four consciousnesses yeah it's it was well, that's what, so stupid it's very dumb uh, so yeah uh, on the final question we always do on this show Mortal Kombat 1 do you think it's worth revisiting in the modern scape, Ray? And like, no, no, not at all. It is. I tried playing it the other day. Um, it is aged. It doesn't feel good uh, compared to like, it doesn't feel good in the way that like, I feel like street fighter two still feels good. Sure. Um, it is very floaty. It is. The inputs don't feel correct. Um, you know, there's no real, I don't believe, real easy way to play the old games in terms of like no full access to good collections. I, I yeah, I don't, I don't believe so either. And my other kind of interstitial thing was going to be, if you were going to go back to the classic era of Mortal Kombat, I think two and three are much more worthwhile in revisiting. Two is better, and then probably three Ultimate is the one really because it has a gigantic cast. Also, two is one that like in certain spots like. I, it really depends on your access. I think we speak from a place of privilege in that regard. Like, you and I could go to, like, Barcade and still play a Mortal Kombat 2 cabinet. Yeah, and then if I want to play a Genesis version, you know, finding Genesis cards is not hard. The game would be really cheap. But I'm just saying on, like, modern stuff, like, e even through emulation, it doesn't play well. Um, it doesn't feel great. Um, I would say now, if someone were to start with Mortal Kombat, I mean, the story, like... Okay, so we didn't get too much into the story. The story is bad shit. They're really serious about it. Um, in the sense that, like, especially in the newer games, it really pervades, like, in arcade mode. Like, there is a story mode. Nine, the one that first came out in the first HD era, so, like the PS3, Xbox 360, Mortal Kombat 9 is a very good game. Yes. That's where I would start. Yeah, that that's a good starting spot. And as I said, like, if... If you have a hankering for classic Mortal Kombat and want to see what that is, I think 2 and 3 are much more worth your time. Yeah, and also Mortal Kombat 9 acted as a soft reboot, and that story plays into the story of 11 with the time traveling. Yeah, which, again, I think 2 is the most important part, 1, when it comes to 11's time traveling stuff, because sure. you're basically seeing versions of the characters as they were in MK2. Yeah, yeah, and MK1 was such, like, a different thing. But, no, I would say Mortal Kombat 1 is not worth seeking out. What yeah. about you? How do you feel about that? No, I feel I feel the same way. I think 2 two and 3, if you want classic Mortal Kombat, are the ones that are more worth your time. And But, uh, honestly, modern Mortal Kombat is so good that you're probably better off just going there. Yeah, the only way I could really see uh, having, like, it, the only good way to play those old games at this point is and rich brought it up with an idea of a barcade is if you could play an arcade cabinet those still feel good um the home console ones like this was an era before arcade games and home console ports were one-to-one -one. a lot had to be um 
chopped in terms of things like frame rate, fidelity, things like that. They had to make everything fit on the cart, and it wasn't that easy, but they made it happen. No, and I remember like PS1 ports of those games had horrific load times. It just it's it's not great. Not ideal. But on that note, um, thanks for visiting me in Outworld, Ray. Uh, yes. It's it's now uh, twenty twenty. It's now twenty nine A B. Twenty nine. The year of our Lord. Twenty nine A B. Year of our spiky boy Lord. And yeah, this is. Uh, I think it should be early June when you're listening to this. Uh, so we'll be back next. I'm not one hundred percent sure what we're doing next, but we'll be back in a month. Show Anarchy. And thanks for thanks for hanging out with me, Ray. I'm yeah, of course, Rich Meister. You, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know where you can find all of our other stuff. But uh, you can find uh, Ray on Twitter at at Ray Knows Nothing. You can also find me at RayKnowsNothing.com. Also at SwordChomp.com. You know all the stuff. All the stuff. Yeah, you can find me at SwordChomp.com. I'm on Twitter at the Rich Meister Zero, as well as all other. I think all my socials are that. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, we we got to turn it. All right. Woo for Earth Realm. Earth Realm.